Michael Steele, former uh, former chairman of the Republican uh, the Republican Party, and Chairman Chairman Steele makes it clear Trump can win again. It's not something I haven't been saying for a long time. Trump can win again. And it's not all that difficult. I, a, few, a few days ago on my KPFT program, I pointed out that the thing that gave me the most fear was that we worked hard. And John Cutter, who is in the House, can attest to that because John ran several organizations that really got the vote out. Overperformed everywhere in this area because of the work he and his team's done. And but interestingly, we brought out a ton more people for for, for uh, Biden. As you can see in the vote, Biden got 81 million plus votes. Unheard of. But the person that got the second most amount of votes in this, uh, in this country was Donald Trump, 74 million. And you wonder, what if we hadn't gotten scared in 2020 and busted our butts to get people out? It would have been President Trump for this next term and likely the next term as well because you know he was going to find a way to stay in office again. And you ask yourself the question, what's going on in America? What is it that's going on in America? I saw Michael Steele attempt, as a former Republican chair, attempt to answer that. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. I want to go to my friend Michael Steele now, the former RNC chair who knows Republican politics backwards and forwards. So in 2016, there was still a little bit of delusional thinking that at some point, oh, Donald Trump was going to go away. I think that now by this stage in the game, people aren't as delusional, but I'm surprised that people were surprised that Donald Trump had such strength in this NBC poll because it's what so many people have been saying for a while now if you're really watching the Republican electorate. Mm -hmm. So what would it take in your estimation for Donald Trump not to be the 2024 nominee? An act of God? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Think about it. This man is, in, I mean, 37 indictment, 37 count indictment, and its numbers go up. So, yeah, um, this is baking itself in in a way that I just don't see any of these candidates um, that are running against him in this primary uh, not just chipping away at it, at least, but actually gaining enough sufficient ground to become a credible number two, to narrow the race to just two people uh, that, you know, would excite and bring into the mix those Republican voters who are about 60 percent of whom do not support or do not vote in primaries, Republican primaries. That's a big number. And there are lanes there that can be created uh, for that. But I just don't see where that where that comes down at this point. Donald Trump is one of these political figures once in a lifetime. Uh, unfortunately for us, it's our lifetime um, <laughs> that has. Uh, this kind of hold on a political party that, by the way, he could give two rats patooties about. 
This is just like getting from going from one vehicle to the next. It's a better driving political car for him um, that he can manipulate the gears uh, seamlessly, easily. Uh, and it's exampled in, in the polling that Vaughn is sharing with us, that this is the kind of hold he has. So, yeah, uh, who takes him out? <laughs> I think even even God Almighty is saying, well, we may need to have a meeting on that, you know? <laughs> well, my, I, I Michael still, you know what that you know what that is, though, doing better, uh, your conspiracy theories sticking, doing better as indictments pile up. I mean, some would call that. A cult. Some would call that yeah. fascist tendencies. Yeah. Oh no. He plays to that uh, extraordinarily well. And and again, I, you know, how much of that is true belief and and true intent by Donald Trump? Uh, you know, he's a transactional guy. What do I need in the transaction oh, to make it work for me? Right. But the other side of it is people believe that. They latch onto it and it, it picks, uh, you know, a side for them that they're much more inclined towards. And so that's how he locks it in. And, and it's, it's an amazing uh, we're going to be studying this this phenomenon for a long time to better understand how this country in all that we profess uh, can withstand this in the future because right now yeah. at 49, 45, and yeah, you can you can say what you want about wow. Joe Biden's age. You can say all you want about Democrats. Um, this is less about them and a lot more about a country that's inclined towards some of the things Donald Trump is putting out there. That last statement that he that he just said, it's more about a country that is satisfied, that believes in, that allows themselves to be controlled by some of the things Donald Trump is putting out there. I mean, I, I, you know, I sit back and, and Michael Rudnan just put a very important one up there. I, want, I mean, this is something that we have to beat. Look at this. I, I want you guys to see this. List of presidential candidates by votes in one election. Don, Joe Biden won 81, 81 million people in that 2020 election. Donald Trump won 74 million, okay? Each of them, you know. So uh, Donald Trump lost by over 7 million votes, okay? By over 7 million votes. All of you listening to me right now, I want you to understand something profound. In as much as Donald Trump lost by 7.1 million people, Hillary Clinton lost the Electoral College by, by more votes, or rather, by, by, by less votes than he... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, by less votes than Biden won. What I mean is this. If Hillary Clinton had gotten, I think it was 60-something more thousand votes in three states, her $3, million, her $3 million win would have been, popular win would have been enough to carry the day. I think it's 80, actually I think it's 80,000. 
But here's a scary thing. Joe Biden beat Donald Trump not by 3 million votes, not by twice that, 6 million votes, but more than twice the amount that Hillary won by. 7.1 million votes. And had, we had a flip of 21,000 votes. Had 21,000 votes shifted to Trump. That's for a differential of 40,000 votes. It would be a President Trump winning the Electoral College even as he lost the popular vote by over 7.1 million votes. I want you all to digest that. This is not a democracy. This is not a democracy. It is essential that you digest what I just said. Essential. For those, we just got a bunch that just came in. I want to repeat that. Donald Trump can still win this thing. And Donald Trump doesn't have to win big popular votes or stop us from getting... We can, we can get some huge popular votes in the blue states. But, like I said, with a 7.1 million, million vote excess, it, Joe Biden still only won by 21,000. He won by 40,000 votes, which means if 21,000 votes had flipped... It would have been President Trump again. And the same thing can happen again in 2024. This is not a democracy. This is something where people have to go out there and vote like they've never voted for, voted like before. I don't know. That gave me pause when I read that several years ago when I saw the numbers Concern me. And the problem that I have is this. I can make the argument now that they are going to use in 2024. And they are going to not specifically go after Biden's age in a malicious manner. They are going to go over Biden's age as if something happens to him, you get Kamala Harris. And we all know it's bad enough that you got an Obama, but a Kamala Harris? That's how these people are going to be. That's how they are going to be sensitized. And it has already started. It has already started. Look, the Democratic Party has a lot of work to do. They have a lot of education to do. They have a lot of shoring up the vote to do. They have a lot of atoning to do. A lot of atoning to communities that's been forgotten even today. A lot of atoning to do. Because as I see it, brothers and sisters, as I see it, uh, 2024 is going to be difficult. 2024 is going to be difficult. You think Donald Trump is going to get convicted? I'm not counting on Donald Trump to get convicted. I'm, not, I'm counting on Donald Trump to go straight and, and find all kinds of ways to get breaks because he has all of the times. Because we as those who are progressives and Democrats don't really do.
do what's necessary. I got a call, or rather, I, I got an email today. I want, I want to tell this story real quick because I'm going to be, we, we have m multiple tiers to do, right? But the problem is we have a group of Democrats proper who are in the bag for the plutocracy. And it's going to be hard to make the case because I know, we know, John Cotter, one of our leaders here in town, he knows how to win. It's all the things that brings in the seniors, the millennials, and everybody else. We have the, we have the policy, and we have the guts, and we have what it takes to, 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 uh, to point them into the right direction. Let me give an example. Let me give an example. Right now, I'm talking to one of the leaders in the PNHP right now. We're going to have an interview discussing DCEs and, and um, ACO reach, which is fooling many seniors into giving away their very good Medicare to private companies. You see all these venture capitalists, the vulture capitalists running into the space, the healthcare space, because now... Seniors are being privatized, you know? The private companies wanted nothing to do with seniors. They would not insure seniors. They had to pay three times the rate to get seniors involved in it. Okay? Okay? But now, the thugs in Congress, including some Democratic thugs, are supporting DCEs and ACO REACH, which allows these vulture capitalists to come in, privatize healthcare, and do it behind your backs. And do it behind their backs. Okay, my head hurts. I got a bit too excited there. But here's the deal. We have to come out and say we are not going to allow that to happen. We are going to really give you choices. We are going to do all these things. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to student loans, we're going to say not only are we going to give you student loans, all our brothers and sisters in Appalachia, you are going to get whatever resources you need to improve your life. And we're we not going to cede Appalachia to Reds. We are going to send, if you, go, if you go to Crystal Ball, Crystal Ball supported a lot of Democrats that were running in these rural areas. That I need to get Crystal Ball on the program. Uh, that were, that, uh, that, that, that's running in, in, in Appalachia. She's from Appalachia. That, that, that go out there and engage all our brothers and sisters in Appalachia to make a difference. Let them know we care. We are not these caricatures with horns. It's like what I told you, that woman spoke to me forever in, Randall, not in, in, in Starbucks. And when she realized that I was a progressive, a, a, a real lefty progressive liberal, she get red face. But you are so nice. Folks, the work that Democrats need to do to win over people is the work that Republicans have done. I've seen them doing it. I've been in conferences where they do it. We aren't. When they talk about we having elitist folks in ivory towers doing stuff, it's the truth. 
When we're spending, you know, all those pieces of mail that you get, give the DHCC, give the DCCC, give the DSCC all this money. Do you think that money go into the hood, into Appalachia, and into the ghettos, and into all these other areas with people who work these communities? Who, if you gave them a hundred bucks, uh, 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 you know, give them a hundred bucks to go out there and bring people, talk to people about what you're going to do. Engage people. Let people know you exist, your skin, bones, blood, flesh. Let them know. Right? They will start voting their interests and they'll know that their interest, that voting Republican is anathema to humanity. It's anathema to health care. It's anathema to child care. It's anathema to all these things because they don't believe in it. They're Anrandian individualists. Even though Ayn Rand had to go on Social Security on her deathbed. Look, we got a lot of work to do. And we should start doing it. Okay? We should start doing it. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.